Welcome everyone to the Carolina Outdoors. Each week we come in to break down three or four different segments for your listening pleasure. This week it's going to be three, I think. Your host this week, as always, Bill Barty on this side. And Wes Lawson over here. And you know, Bill, one of those segments, we don't really know what we're going to cover because we're going to rely on some Facebook audience participation. So who knows if we go down a rabbit hole or a groundhog hole, den, warren, what do they live in, um, or what? We have no idea. That's right. We're uh, For our radio listeners, as we broadcast up and down the eastern seaboard via the airwaves of WBT Radio early on a Saturday morning, we opened up Facebook Live. You can go back to the Jesse Brown CLT. That is our handle on Facebook to check it out. But we're inviting those folks to participate, put questions in, make comments, as long as they're positive comments. And and Wes and I can share some of what we've had under our belt uh, the past week, the past year, the past years in the outdoors. And it could be uh, subject matter like uh, your favorite place to go for a hike, whether that be in your neighborhood, whether it be the greenways in, in your county, whether it be state parks, Appalachian Trail, or the the uh, Camino Trail mm-hmm. in Spain. Throw it out there. What is your favorite place to hike? Uh, do you fer- prefer fishing from a boat, or do you like wading trips? Over at Jesse Brown's, of course, we have uh, wading trips that are ongoing each week. Our lead guide and instructor, Dave Bergman, is taking people out quite a bit. Those are wading trips. that He is uh, teaching people the sport of fly fishing streamside. The Babbling Brook is ongoing. Or you can throw in there, what's your favorite camp food? And uh, with that being said, Wes, I'd like to share mine, and it's not that sexy or great or anything like that, but if if I'm going to go uh, eat a little bit of campfire food, guess what? It is hot dogs. Now, my scout troop uh, that I was in, especially my son's scout troop, as we would go out on trips, they they uh, bragged on and put pride, that's 116, put pride in the most involved campfire meal that could be had. And then here I am, a hot dog with buns and mustard. But I just like a good hot dog. So... That's mine, and we can get into campfire des- or campsite desserts a little bit later. But. Yeah, so Bill, over on Facebook there, uh, Susan Lakeman says, Dave is the best. Susan, thanks for jumping in. Susan, full disclosure, we had an internal bet if you would be the first or second person to cheer Dave on. And it makes me think, though, Bill, when you're talking about waiting trips, a couple of weeks ago, one Saturday, we had a family in wanting to go fishing, right. and we were talking about fly fishing waiting trips. And the child preteen was not interested because the child thought we were talking about a waiting trip like we were going to go somewhere to wait and i thought you know what that i i get that especially you know some of us from this part of the world we say things differently but it's waiting you're going to get into the water and you are going to wade not going to and you might wait also but it's all about getting in and near the water to get those fish but Susan thanks for jumping in there we appreciate that I get that Wes too cuz uh, uh phraseology uh, and you will say my name is Wes no not the direction not the direction it is Wes no t so. no t well it's you know when as a young person 6 years old moving from Columbia South Carolina to the land of the foreign corn in Maryland um I said a word that we said all the time if you get hurt, 
a truck with red lights shows up to take you to the hospital. It's called an ambulance. Everywhere else, it's an ambulance. So I had, you know, I've lost a lot of my accent and enunciated more. So there it is. Oh, look at this, uh, Ruben. Will y'all be at the Mid-Atlantic Boat Show or Redcrest? Man, Ruben, how are you? Ruben is with a uh, fishing group over in Union County. Love talking to those guys. Ruben, good to see you. Uh, if we're at the Mid-Atlantic Boat Show, we're probably going to try to test drive some boats. But right now, I don't know if we're going to be there. Do you know anything, Bill? I don't, but we'll look into it. That's coming up. So, no, yeah. I think that's really coming up. So uh, a week from now, I think. Yeah, so we're... We're not there as as vendors or having a booth, but we may be there to uh, enjoy the boat show as enthusiasts. A little bit later, we will be talking about a little bit of boat safety, among other things, over on Lake Wiley. So if you do decide to go to the Mid-Atlantic Boat Show and you do purchase a boat, congratulations. We'd like to come along with you, um, but do think about taking a boat or safety course. What's nope. this on here from uh, Bill Jewett? Bill Jewett says, do you have locations to fish that can accommodate someone with mobility issues? That is a great question. It is. And it's a resounding yes. Uh, with those issues, we'll pre-interview because the trips that we do, now I don't want to call them waiting uh, because of my southern accent. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we do, uh, do a pre-interview before the trip takes place to work on those sorts of concerns but we will uh, utilize streams that have easy access from the road we have used anything from a, a, a walker mm -hmm. to lean on as you cast into the stream similar to the way uh, casting platforms mm -hmm. are on, on um, skiffs yep. these days or on rafts if you're uh, on, on a river but you can lean into that walker to make your cast to work your drift on, on a stream we've also um have streams that again easy access from the road not a lot of up and down climbing you can enter and we've had chairs taking chairs before you yeah. go into the water for people who need that um and i will say you know the um state and counties have gotten a lot better at opening up access to all of our outdoor resources uh, it may be in in some specific areas but there is a very strong movement to make sure that all of us can enjoy uh, the streams and the mountains. So, Mr. Jewett, we'd be happy to talk to you. 704-556-0020 is how you get us at the store, and we can talk about getting you and yours out on the water for one of our wading trips. For those of you who may, may just be joining us, this is the Carolina Outdoors, Wes Lawson, Bill Barty. We are inviting our friends from Facebook and Facebook Live over on the Jesse Browns Outdoors account to join in. They're asking questions, and uh, we hope that you're asking questions too. For those of you who are still in bed early on a Saturday morning, maybe some of you are coming in late from a heavy-duty Friday night. All are welcome, plus the podcast is available under jessebrowns.com or wherever you listen to podcast highlights of the Carolina Outdoors. We ask that you rate and review us if you like it, and it helps other people find us and learn about things happening in the outdoors. Mm -hmm. So, Ruben, I want to know uh, about the last time you or anybody with the Matthews Sport Fishing Group went fishing. So go ahead and throw that down there in the comments. So, Bill, you talked about uh, camp food and doing hot dogs. <laughs> yes. One of the you know one of the benefits of something like that when you are backpacking and camping is why they're not so good for you. And it's the sodium in there, the salt content. So if you are out 
you know, working hard, that extra salt, and it is a lot, uh, is going to help with cramps. So is mustard. Mustard is excellent for cramps. So it's not all bad stuff all the time with hot dogs, but you did mention This is my enabler. This is my enabler right here, Wes Lawson, not the direction. So I know that somebody on Facebook is involved with scouting, and scouting has deeply entrenched beliefs about the best camp dessert, whether that's at one of the scout campsites like Belk Scout Camp or somewhere like that, or on a trip. So if you are on Facebook Live, I'd like to hear about why your cobbler is better than somebody else's because it's almost (laughs) always a Dutch oven kind of cobbler situation, but I'm not going to backpack with a Dutch oven. That's more of a car camping kind of situation. At one of the workshops, they did teach how to make a Dutch oven out of cardboard and wrapped in aluminum foil. Oh, yeah. Too, so you could break it down, but I wasn't in that class. I just ate the cobbler that was made. Yeah, I would imagine if it spilled, it could be a disaster. So the other thing about that, I think, is people think you shouldn't always think about backpacking or camping and taking dessert, and you absolutely should. And one of the products we sell, Bill, from um, in our camping section is – it's basically an apple cobbler in a bag, uh, so there's minimal prep. But if you are on a, on a long-term, multi-day camping trip, dessert is important, not just for the psychological benefit of I get a treat now, but also if it's cold outside, that's really great to keep your um, blood system going in your metabolism. So when you get in that sleeping bag, uh, it will help you stay a little bit warmer. So just like hot dogs are good for you, dessert is also good for you. You got me at dessert. So, Ruben, let's see. This past October, a couple guys went on the uh, top sail and went surf fishing. All right, caught a good amount of bluefish. And whiting bluefish are all over our coast that time of year. And if you get the good size, the not the sippers, but the big gulpers, they can be a lot of fun. They put up a fight, so good job getting out there. Oh, TJ Bravo, speaking of dessert, why are s'mores the worst camping snacks? I agree with that. Um and it, I'll tell you, so Bill doesn't have this problem, but if you have facial hair, a dessert like that gets everywhere. You can't get it out of, out of your beard or your mustache. You look offensive. You feel offensive. And let's be honest, graham crackers, once you open a bag of graham crackers, have to be consumed immediately. They go bad in no time flat. But if you're going to make them, skip the Hershey's, use Reese's peanut butter cups, or just eat that by itself. Susan Lakeman jumped in there that Dutch Oven Peach Cobbler is the best here on Facebook Live. I do need to go back, though, to TJ talking about uh, s'mores. You know, what happens when you uh, have prepared your food, then you're going into s'mores, and my children hopefully are not listening to this program um, because we do plenty of s'mores. But it's not my favorite, and it is because of what you're talking about, especially cleaning up around camp after dessert, getting ready for bed, all that marshmallow stuff just sticks to your hand. And then it picks up every grimy, dirty, whatever. I hope that's what you're thinking too, TJ, as you uh, say that. Hey, Angie asks, uh, do you guys offer fishing trips to women? We, Yes, absolutely we do. Actually, I bet um, 40% or more of our trips are all female, and then True. another 30% are 
male, female, recognize that 70% of statistics are made up on the spot. Um, so, but yes, we, Angie, we certainly do. Now, I'm going to draw an issue here with one of these comments about campout food. Okay. And Bill Turpin saying country style ribs with little rice. That's a good dessert right there. Country style ribs. What kind of a camp out are we talking about, Bill Turpin? Because who's packing in the ribs and what do you mean little rice? Like a little bit of rice? Small rice? I, I happen know. to I, have that recipe. I, a country style boneless ribs with onions, pepper, butter wrapped in aluminum foil is what Turp, the national treasurer over there at Jesse Brown's Outdoors, listed out as his entree. He also likes uh, riblets from Applebee's, so I'm going to draw a line in the sand here and say, sounds good to me. Um, I, I will say, real quick, uh, the outdoor guys from Jesse Brown's had the opportunity to be at WBT Radio with a program here hosted by uh, Charles Jenkin, and it was called This Show is Cooking. And, hmm. of course, we went in there with outdoor camp food, which everyone should know, maybe knows, freeze-dried food is always a part because, talk about high sodium, yeah. but it is uh, very compact, very light, and you can get a lot of nutrients and calories from, from eating it when you're outside exercising. We took that in. We also took in the little uh, freeze-dried ice cream bars that yep. the NASA guys famously used when they were going into space. So we go into studio with the host of that program, and the McNinch House <laughs> had just been there, a seven-course, five-star, one of the finest restaurants in Charlotte. Uh, they had uh, left, and of course, these are foodies. These are connoisseurs who are hosting the program. Charles, uh, for sure, is out there, and then he had to deal with us with freeze-dried food and s'mores. But if you can make some of that stuff taste good, it's a lot harder to do, and you deserve accolade for it. One of the things I used to always keep on on hand for backpacking trips, because it wasn't going to be ribs, Bill Turpin, but it would be you know that kind of food, because you just boil water with your MSR stove, dump it in the bag, mix it up, and it's better than you think, I promise. But the grocery <laughs> store sells a little spice wheel, um, like seven or eight different spices. So you can make anything, including those really bland um, instant grits, taste pretty good. I don't like to add a bunch of spicy stuff like Tabasco to that kind of food because you're already thirsty because you've been sweating and hiking. Why make it worse? But adding a little bit of flavor is certainly a good thing there. Um, I would, It would be fun to take somebody from a place like the, the McNinch House or even Noble Smoke into a backwoods setting and see what they could come up with with some of that stuff. (laughs) Good luck. Wes Lawson, Bill Barty, this is the Carolina Outdoors. Of course, we welcome all of our listeners and viewers, Facebook Live, all aboard the Carolina Outdoors train right now. Wes, I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to ask people out there in Facebook land the same question. What's your, and you have been well-traveled. You've been all over the Carolinas, all over the United States, all over the globe in many aspects. What has been your toughest, hardest hike that you've been on? Does any one stand out? Yeah, there's there's two. We'll stick with just one. Um, 2005 or six, Nick Beasley and I took a group of, 
about 12 people into the jungle of southern Belize, and we were going to hike from the village of Cricasarco to the village of Dolores. Both of these are on the map. Dolores is right near Guatemala, and it was going to be a, about a six- or seven-hour hike through the jungle on a trail. And we had two local guys with us um, to get us there, but it was the rainy season. It's always kind of hot and humid and rainy in the rainforest anyway. Go figure. Um, but I had all the first aid equipment and camera equipment. So it wasn't like a small, I mean, iPhones didn't exist. It was a pretty good sized camera. And at one point for about an hour and a half, we were walking through mud above the knees. Wow. And that's not fun. No. It's also really hot. The equipment was heavy. And we had already seen on the trail hanging from a vine a, a Bushmaster snake. So I was already kind of halfway checked out from life at that point. But that was really hard. And when it was over, it was great. But it was just brutal. And that was only, a you know, like I said, a, a one day just from breakfast to dinner kind of <laughs> hike. But it was the most physically taxing uh, walking through quicksand and mud that thick. It wasn't like Indiana Jones or... Kirk Douglas and romancing, or Michael Douglas and romancing the stone. It was very filthy, <laughs> and it smelled really bad. And so did we. Um, and I can look back on it now, years later, and you know I survived. But there's so many things that can get you there. Little bugs, lots of them. Um, the heat, but you know, we were in almost three feet of mud. No way around it. That was awful, by far. What else? So Facebook, what's get on there. Hardest, toughest, most challenging hike, or longest even, because that can be, I mean, that's that's tough too. People, you're welcome to share. Jump in there, Facebook Live, folks. What is yours? If you're laying in bed, again, listening to the Carolina Outdoors, just think about yours. And if you want to make it better, you can come on over to Jesse Brown's Outdoors in the heart of Charlotte Shopping District in the Sharon Corners Shopping Center. Climb the staircase of Mount Jesse Brown's to summit to the top for some of the finest outdoor needs, or... You can just go over to jessebrowns.com where, where it all is. I took my newlywed wife on a, on a hiking trip here in North Carolina. It really stands out. It was a backpacking trip, and we started at the Black Mountain Campground. Mm-hmm. That's uh, a good one. Right alongside the banks of the South Toe River there. Uh, a beautiful campground, and you can go in there. There's camp host. We went in November. It was a winter time. The campground was closed. But we took off, uh, of course, fully loaded for a multiple-day trip, and it's about six miles straight up mm-hmm. to yeah. the top of Mount Mitchell, and uh, where Mount Mitchell State Park. Now, for those of you out there, you know that Mount Mitchell is the uh, highest peak east of the Mississippi, but the elevation gain for that trail is 3,600 feet roundabout, and we hiked to the top, well— Actually, before we hiked to the top, about 30, 30% of the way up to the top, she was in front of me, again, newlywed wife, turned and said, this is not fun. And at that point, I uh, knew that this was going to be a tough backpacking trip. Mm-hmm. Of course, she uh, you know, thought Eric Rudolph was around every tree. And every corner, because even though he wasn't in that area of the state, um, he could have been. Could have been, yeah. And that was at that time. We did stop and we reconfigured some of the weight so that she she was carrying less of the weight at that point. I thought it might be a good idea for her to carry more of the weight. But um, 
that stands out as one of my toughest backpacking trips. And we made a three-day trip out of it, built a loop out of the, the Mount Mitchell Trail and then some. But I can remember being being crushed because as we descended down the mountain um, to our car to complete that hike, there were some trail runners who were starting from their car and they were going to go run up and back. Well, everybody loves an overachiever like them. But, you know, not, not all hikes have to be bad. And Angie asks about Megan wants to know where are some easy hikes in the area. The Carolina Thread Trail is a great resource. Uh, uh, South Mountain State Park, Kings Mountain, and, of course, the Uari Mountains east of Charlotte are a great resource and very approachable. Get out there and hit it. We're glad that you all tuned in via Facebook Live. We're glad that everyone tuned in for this segment of course, via WBT Radio and the podcast, Highlights of the Carolina Outdoors. He's Wes Lawson. I'm Bill Barty. We're going to take a quick break and be back on the other side after this.